Those of you that were paying attention last week saw two different Georgia teams. The first half team is the team that everyone looks at and thinks there's no chance Georgia three-peats. The second half team is the team that we kind of all have hoped. The trick that Kirby Smart has to play for the rest of the season is figuring out how to get that second half team, the team that literally took the worst performance maybe they've had all season and turned it around and turned it into a win against a conference foe. What's up, Georgia football fans? You're listening to episode 356 of the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast. My name is Scott Duvall, and that cold open was read by my co-host, Tony Waller. That was a really good cold open, Tony. In fact, you just came up with that on the fly. Excellent. Excellent. Oh, thank you. Uh, Will, my other co-host, will have other excellent points to match mm-hmm. Tony's in this mm-hmm. episode where we preview the Blazers and Trent Dilfer of UAB. That is the University of Alabama, Birmingham, and it brings me to a question. Is this going to go the same route as the Tennessee-Knoxville or Tennessee-Martin because of Alabama-Birmingham? We will discuss in this episode, and here's Will to kick things off. Hello, everyone. Uh, Now, Scott has given us explicit instructions (laughs) because Scott's busy. (laughs) <laughs> uh, that um, we are going to try to wrap this up in an hour, under an hour ten tonight. We'll see. So, um, all right. So, uh, first off, um, so let's talk offensive line play. Yeah, no. but let's talk. No, no, no. So, okay. So, what's your name, Ohio State pick? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, UAB. Um, it was fun uh, this week to. Uh, you know, actually, I actually want to start with a question. Okay. Uh, we got a, I'm not, we're not going to read the whole thing, but we got a question this week, uh, which I think is an interesting point, from, I don't know if he's saying, he, obviously I'll use his first name, yeah. from Kyle. Got a very long, nice, thoughtful email. Basically, uh, if you were, for anyone, for those, I know there's probably some people, you know the numbers, there's probably more people listen to this show than the post-game show. The pre-game show, right? gets more downloads than the post-game Yeah, so, so if you did not listen to the post-game show, we had a discussion about... Episode 355. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Um, about booing. It wasn't really a discussion. It was actually kind of mentioned almost in passing. But Kyle, uh, basically the, the premise was when there were boos at the end of the first half, I noted that um, I, do not, I am not a booer. I do not partake in booing. Uh, however, I do not begrudge booers. And in fact, do not think there is anything wrong with booers. Now, there are specific circumstances, as I mentioned in the postgame show. Booing, for example, a freshman kicker who misses a kick, to me, seems not productive and, and should ask you questions about yourself. However, booing the product or booing a lackluster half from a team that you know is capable of better and has also not looked particularly inspired for a couple of weeks. When people are paying four figures uh, for these tickets uh, and uh, are getting jacked up every single every single year, um, I do not. It, it, to me, it is a way. I'm getting into more detail than I said in the post game. Um, it is a way to express displeasure. Uh, in a world where it is increasingly difficult to do so on a mass scale. I would put it that way. Um, I'm not a booer, again, to, re- to reiterate. But uh, basically, uh, Kyle makes the argument. And again, I, I did feel like I didn't, I, 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 this was directed at me, but I do feel obliged to point out that I am not a booer. No, no I sit next to you in the games and I've never heard you boo anyone. Ever, ever. I think I've booed William a couple times, but only because he spilt something on me. And to be fair... At the halftime, I was listening because you and I were, were kind of discussing, like, yeah. hey, I wonder. We were wondering, yeah. like, at the end of the first, the second quarter, do you think? And I was like, I don't know. And I could barely hear a smattering. <laughs> there was not a roar to answer the It was not like, remember yeah. a couple years ago on this podcast when yeah. we were, we were uh, podcasting at uh, The Pine or mm-hmm. El Barrio? It was a huge. It was a Kentucky game. The Kentucky game was right. the really bad one. That's right. It was, it was a South Carolina game. Mm-hmm. It was after South Carolina game, they lost, and they looked terrible in the first half. Yep. And it was raining, and it was a mess, but still. Right. Uh, and those were boos. Right. <laughs> that is not what Saturday no. was. This was a smattering of boos. However, I do I, – uh, basically, Kyle's argument is that these uh, – that A, that these are people either doing their jobs or students 
working for their scholarships or just playing a game, doing a thing for the team. And what if it were someone, what if it was my son or if mm-hmm. I was someone was, was booing my, someone, a member of my family or so on. And again, I would argue that is different again, because I'm, we're not talking about an individual booing. This is not a boo of a kicker who missed a kick. That was, it was also not a general boo heckle. It was a, the half has ended. It was terrible. And we are expressing our belief that that was terrible. And again, not in a collective way, but like, I have to say, uh, if 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 I said to you, Scott, Scott, do you, do you feel more like cheering to yourself right now or booing to yourself right now? <laughs> right. Your answer would be boo. Right. Like you didn't boo, and I didn't boo, but clearly it was a very bad first half. Right. From and not just a bad first half on the heels of not bad performances, but in a lot of ways uninspired. I would probably put it for which is I think it's fair and understandable, but there's also a certain sense of. There's not a lot of ways. There's a, so basically, his argument is that like is to think about someone from your family being booed like this, which I agree. But you're not booing an individual person. You're booing. And I don't even think you're booing an individual like this. Those twelve college students over there. You are booing. And this is what this is what my argument is. What I my thing is always my thing always is like this. Hank Aaron has this great quote. He said uh, every, he talked about every time he was ever involved in a contract negotiation. He says, every time I call it a game, you call it a business. And every time I call it a business, you call it a game. Basically, which is to say, whatever helps your individual point that you're trying to make, he's talking about working with management. If they want to give him a raise, uh, if he wants a raise, they're like, hey, you're playing a game. What are you talking about? Mm -hmm. But if they want to cut his salary, it's like, sorry, it's a business. It's Mm. a business. And I would argue that college football and Georgia in particular, Georgia in particular and Georgia and college football have all gotten so large that this is not a high school team. This is not like the amount of money that has flown into this, the amount of money that, that all of us spend on a regular basis, the emotional capital of these things. This is not 16-year-old high school kids. This is not your kids' little league team. This is a massive corporation. <laughs> this is a massive corporation that is giving us a product. And I know that they would say, no, we're not. There's all of these students that are... That I, I agree, but now you're moving the goalposts on me. Because if you want to do that thing, then like, okay, good. Then don't charge me that much for my tickets, or don't 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 make us not go across the bridge because you're building luxury luxury boxes. Like that to me is it is a total kind of bait and switch that happens, and used to always always has happened in pro sports, and is now happening all the time in college sports, which is the idea of oh, I'm upset with this product. Like I, I don't like I don't like that these prices so much. Well, get with the program. This is what college football is right now. It's really expensive. It costs a lot of money. Do you want your team to win? You need to give us money for NIL. We gotta give us some of this. You gotta give us to this. And then you're like, okay, well, I'm upset with the product, and I'd like to express that I don't like the, how the product's going. But these are kids. These are how could you do this? And to me, that is my thought on it. And so I and again, I don't boo. I want to be as explicit about that as I can. However, that is why I do not begrudge booing because uh, because you, you you don't get to have it both ways. You don't get to say these guys are special. This is different. Think about if it were your family, but then also say, oh yeah, so sorry uh, if you don't like the ticket prices. Don't you want to win? That's what big time college football is now. We've been told that constantly, particularly. I mean, this was the shift from Rick to. Kirby, right? This is the fundamental shift of that. And and we're all glad they did it. We're all happy they did it. We're all going to spend a lot of money. They go to the national championship. We're all going to spend money to go to that too. But you don't get to then say, oh, we're not a product now. We're not, don't, don't express displeasure with the product now. These are kids. How can you do that to them? And to me, I think that, I think that is fundamentally hypocritical. Yeah. I, so I, I, I have always disliked booing, but I, I do understand that. I think, look, I think there is a there is a look. There's a fundamental disagreement in how you approach this. Um, I I understand Kyle's point. I do understand. Kyle's I, point. I understand Kyle's point. I just disagree with it. We're paying for entertainment. We're paying for entertainment, and 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 whether we like whether we like that as the as it is right now, we're paying for entertainment. And I think people that boo are it's misplaced unless you're booing somebody using a porta john with a flush toilet available. But um, <laughs> that is. That? Yes. Yes. We, you've never. Yeah. You've never been there when we'd seen people go to the port. Yeah. We boo people. I use the. I use the. Yeah. We boo you. You just oh, ignore okay. us. Okay. What's the mindset? What, what's why would you choose a porta potty over an actual flush toilet? toilet? Yeah. yeah the, I, the flush toilet's like a quarter of a another, mile. Another another one hundred yards. 
And okay. um, <laughs> your your hundred yards is a quarter mile, is it? It's so, probably yeah. Close. It's at the Georgia like Center, that? literally right across the street. I know. Okay. I've been oh. there. They're, they're oh, yeah. quite lovely. Yes, that's why you should I use it say, instead of the porta. I, I'm not with Tony on this. Yeah, it's, it's I. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. Gonna, I don't wash my hands when I go to the bathroom. Who washes their hands? So, but look, Kyle, I don't think your point is. I don't think your point is misplaced. I think it's just a difference in how we view fundamentally view college athletics and that's fine i don't think there's a i don't big I just, time college big athletics. time college athletics it's right. not going to a fordham game and just raining down <laughs> right horrible booze right. On these guys. Right, like, right 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 like if you're gonna call it if you're gonna make this right. a big business you sorry and, but this is what a big business is look and i'm also i'm also one of the people's like you would never boo peyton woodring to his face you just wouldn't right and that's understandable and that's fine i i have used that argument in the past to uh to slam other people's behaviors. And having said that, I, I agree when, while I agree with you, um, I think it, it fundamentally misplaces that we are consumers of entertainment and more and more. We're actually extras on the soundstage. Yeah. Uh, so and I think there's a difference between booing and heckling. Yo, oh, yes. Very, agreed. very clear. Agreed. I do, I do begrudge hecklers. Yes. yes. I do begrudge people that 100%. are nasty or, or go individually about someone. Definitely that. And I don't think it like, to be honest, I even find it annoying when I'm in a baseball game yeah. and someone's like, hey, Thompson. Like, yeah. that's, like that's just annoying. That's just, that's, but that's not what this is. Right. What this is, it was specifically that moment. That was a, what we just saw is not acceptable. It's not what we paid for. It's not the expectations here. And we need to let you know that we know that. And therefore, and maybe they don't care. Maybe they don't have to care. But we're the ones paying for all of this. We are the ones paying for all of this. And, and so, yeah, go ahead. And as far as the coaches go, um, I yes, they are doing a job. But they're doing a job in a very public way, in a very public place. And I'm not saying they signed on for booing, but... Booing is the cost of people that you get to hear the accolades to. And I, I again, I don't boo. I do not boo. And I, I, I have opinions about people that boo, but I understand it. So I, I appreciate the extraordinarily thoughtful email. I appreciate. I also really like this email, even though yes. it was kind of like ripping on me a little bit. I really kind of like the email and appreciate the email. It was long, but it was very thoughtful, and right. I agreed with the overarching sentiment. Like these, they're killing themselves to do this. They're working yeah. so hard to do this, and 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 you would not do it. And I totally understand that. But and, and one of the many reasons I don't boo. <laughs> However, why do why is, is why I don't. Sorry, Tony. Yeah. So. Kyle, we appreciate your writing. Thank you for listening. Um, and if you have any comments for us and for uh, this episode or future episodes, or just if you have a question, you can find us at wslspodcast at gmail.com. I do feel obliged. I, I'm going to just read a paragraph from okay. this real fast, just so people are just like, why are you guys just... Here, I'm going to read the concluding paragraph. You continue to not begrudge booing, but every time you hear it now, just think about why you support and how it affects those to whom it's directed. Think about the players and coaching staff and what they sacrifice to mentor these kids into <clears> mature adult uh, student-athletes. Think about what it means to be a fan. A true fan supports their teams through the ups and downs. I would never boo my own team, especially when I understand the work and effort to be a college athlete. That is a totally fair point. Yep. I do don't agree with it. I think I would argue supporting through the ups and downs actually also. I do not think those fans don't like Georgia anymore. <laughs> like they are, they, they are invested in that. The reason that they're booing is because they're so invested in what's going on. So anyway, but point is, this is not going to, Kyle, you're not going to change my mind. I'm not going to boo. I'm continuing to not boo. <laughs> I will not continue to not boo. And we'll, well, I only boo my son for when he spills something on me. Or you support John. But that's just me. Yeah, so that's fine. I don't have a problem. All right, guys, we have University of Alabama at Birmingham. And I looked it up. Yes. Uh, University of Alabama is not listed as Tuscaloosa. They are, they are not. They are smarter there than... There is a University of Alabama Huntsville. Huntsville. Yeah. So yeah. we cannot... I've concluded it is not the same. It's similar, but it's not the same as the University of Tennessee, Knoxville. And we're like six years removed from UAB saying they were going to get rid of their program, if you remember. That. Uh, they came back. Yeah. Yeah, that, We've played them. We played them before they got rid of their program. Right. And then after, like you, you, you referenced and you were correct on the post game. We played them in 21. 21, yeah. It is the most, it is the most, I, one of the things I always learned about football in the South was uh, the member of the legislator that flowed, the Alabama legislator that flowed, they would have to get rid of the program. People were really angry, UAB, people were angry at him because he went to Alabama and thought he was trying to eliminate UAB. I'm going to bet worry about UAB was not particularly high on that Alabama alum. Just a guess. Well, I would tell you, I would tell you that there, that that's not quite exactly right because Bear Bryant Jr. was on the board of trustees of the University of Alabama system. 
And at the time, uh, there was some concern that uh, the legislature was focused a little too much on approving UAB's program because they have built a new stadium since then, right? No, okay. uh, they're not at Legion Field anymore? No, they're not. They're not at the Great Lady. They've built their own stadium. Um, but having said that, right. guys, Good to know. Good guys. To know. Former quarterback and mm-hmm. ESPN co- analyst, ESPN analyst and high, recent high school coach Trent Dilfer is now the head coach for the University of Alabama at Birmingham. The Blazers, guys, the Blazers, uh, because Scott gave me a heads up that um, he had not done a ton of research <laughs> on today because we all have we all we, acknowledge all we, three we, of us it's had, been a day. It's been a day for all uh, us. But while I was waiting on a prescription at uh, at the pharmacy, I pulled up because I was curious. I knew we had played them in twenty one. I felt like we had played them in early in Rick's uh, tenure. We had. We squeaked out a 16-13 to 13 win in that 2003 season. By the way, if you don't recall, 2003 was actually kind of a classic Rick season, right? <laughs> 11-3. One of the losses was to Purdue. That tells you how long ago this was. And the Capital One Bowl, when the Capital One Bowl was basically the second bowl for the SEC. Um, and... Um, and then turn around and also lost to uh, I don't want to say Florida and LSU and we lost to the S- uh, lost the SEC championship. We too. used to always lose to Florida, Auburn, or Tech. Yep, or some combination every year. Right, and then we we since then we have roundly defeated them. Something I don't know fifty six to zero maybe one year, and the most recent one was in somewhere in that range to ten or twelve. Yeah, played 10 or in, 15? Played them in oh three oh six and twenty one. What was in twenty one? What was the score? Yeah. Sounds right. 56 to something. something. 17 something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And if you have not been paying attention to UAB, and there's no reason you should have been, um, they have not covered themselves in glory under the Trent Dilfer Mm -hmm. uh, regime. Uh, You have their their schedule up, Will. I do. Um, Uh, And for what it's worth, like... Remind you the the if you want to know Dilfer's all time coaching record before mm-hmm. UAB, you cannot find it because he's never coached before. Yeah. <laughs> he's never coached in before. high school. Hey, <laughs> he goes to high school. We do not besmirch Alabama high school. That's true, but he's never been an assistant at, I don't at even college on the college, yeah. college level, let alone a head coach at the college level. Yeah, he's a, he, he's he a good knows, man. He has understands. I, I just, think he has some. Camps. I used to really enjoy watching him break down quarterback play. <laughs> yeah. No, no cap. <laughs> well, no he, lie. Has, he has he has broke I mean, down quarterback play now. So well, no. When he was at ESPN, he did a really good yeah. job. It helped me understand it better. I think you can make an argument that uh, you know you know who replaced him at ESPN, Rex Ryan. Rex, they fired him for Rex Ryan. Okay. I actually find Rex Ryan a more likable person sure. than Trent Dilfer, but yeah, probably he's more some, abrasive. But probably someone that I do not. Uh, I don't often hear Rex Ryan be like, oh, what a great job breaking down that film he just did. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably, which I think tells you a little bit of the direction ESPN has gone yeah. uh, in, the, in the last decade or so. But, uh, but uh, yeah, Dilfer, is, this is his first job. They beat uh, North Carolina A&T, which is, you know, they, they got that going yeah, for them. The but uh, yeah, stomped, the stopped by Georgia Southern. Um, Georgia Southern, uh, you know, they have that slogan. Never mind. Um, and then they, they lost at home to Louisville, 41 to 20. Louisville, Louisiana. Louisiana, Louisiana. sorry, Louisiana. Louisiana. It's uh, just all sorts of U- yeah. USUL. Um, yeah, so I, I think this team is worse. I think this is, team is probably better than UT Martin, but maybe, maybe, and definitely worse. De- than definitely, Ball State. definitely worse than Ball State. Yo, yeah, yeah. This is a low end G five team, and they a low were, end. They were pretty good a handful of years ago when they yeah. came back, weren't they? So Bill Clark uh, was the coach. Uh, he quit, retired, whatever. Suddenly had back issues, and then uh, showed up at another college. Um, but um, that's that's all a long way of saying that. Look, the UAB Blazers are a. I mean, the best thing I can say about them is they had uh, when the program shut down, they had a, a guy transfer to Georgia, and I can't remember. Oh, the Jake Gaines. Yeah, Jake Gaines. Thank you, linebacker. And uh, that was a pretty interesting story. His story because he got to turn around and play against UAB for Georgia. Right. Uh, and that would have been what year was I that? I think he was there in 17, 16, 17. Yeah, I don't remember what year it was. Maybe 21. I don't know. I don't. Maybe he didn't. Maybe he went no, I think maybe he went back to UAB. I don't know. We're really on top of it today. Mm-hmm. Um so the it's like all you need to know about them is where Bill Conley has them ranked uh in in SP Plus. Not Bill Conley. SP Plus has them ranked it's in the 104. Right? Though it is higher than Ball State. It is higher. They are higher than Ball State. Okay. Uh, Ball State's 104. 104. Um, they are bottom quartile in every imaginable defensive category. Um, 
the one thing you say about them is they have scored some points. I mean, I think they scored, what, 21 against uh, Louisiana. Um, and then it's somewhere in that range against Georgia Southern. Um, but they've given up a lot of points. They have given up a lot of points. Sir. They are um, putting as terribly as possible about the Trent Dilfer regime is that he is a coach and raw rah guy. That's why they hired him. He he went in and sold the AD. I'm good. We're going to do this the right way and used a lot of buzzwords, coaching buzzwords, and basically sold his connections to the Mannings with quarterback camp, camps and that sort of thing. And that's all well and good, but if you can't field a defense and you don't have anybody to throw the ball to or hand the ball off to or to block for you, you're just in a world of hurt no matter how good you can coach them up. You just are. Um, and that's that's where UAB is right now. Um, so I, 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 would, I would love to like give you my theory of the case on what I think is going to happen this week with Georgia. Um, I, I don't – I don't know. <laughs> you know what I'd like to see is somebody filling for right tackle with Mims being yeah, out. Yeah, with I Mims mean, out, it's going to hurt. It's kind of, but it's a, <clears throat> again the schedule, man. It's really helping us out because with Mims going down, quite possibly our best offensive lineman. Uh, you know, you're going to be able to maybe Blasky comes back, maybe uh, Truss can get some more work at right tackle. This is it. This is the last. I was saying <laughs> this is the rehearsal. end of that schedule. This stuff. is it because the rest of our schedule is looking a lot more daunting. Than it did even Missouri being undefeated, Kentucky being undefeated, Ole Miss. I mean, who knows what's going to happen this weekend? But after this, it ain't no cakewalk. You can play like you did in the first half against South Carolina and the first half against UAB, and you're going to be fine. And right. Think it's anything. That'll be it. Yeah. Uh, that'll, that'll be it. You yeah. can't maybe Vanderbilt, but yeah. And and not not to say that they don't they can't come back. And I think that speaks to one of the things that. We talked about the post-game show, but I think it's worth kind of unpacking a little bit here. How they looked in the second half. Like, they were clearly kind of like, they felt like they had to. And I think, you know, Seth Emerson Drink wrote about how, uh, for the first time, they were setting up the pa- using the pass to set up the run, which mm-hmm. was the opposite of the way they've been doing. And it does seem like not only that's the way they want to play, that's the way they have played. Yes. <laughs> like, that, like, that's the thing. You know, you heard Kirby talk about that after uh, his press conference this week. He said, listen, if you've been watching... Like if you don't think that we're running, we're on the same place we ran last year. We're on the same stuff we did last year. If you don't think that, you don't know football very well. But and that I don't know if that's necessarily true for the first half against South Carolina. But that second half against South Carolina, they looked like a Munkin team. It wasn't quite as creative. Munkins would throw some weird wrinkles in there. But, like, that's how they ran. Like, that's how the offense ran was to get, how they did against South Carolina. Maybe because they felt like they had to for the first time. And certainly this week is probably a week where they won't feel like they have to. But I think the real question is, do, is this just – you've still got Bill Connolly, even the South Carolina game. He's like, it's going to have to look great. But, like, Ohio State took over Georgia for the number one spot in, in S&P Plus this week. There are still a lot of skeptics out there. That Georgia and Kirby and everyone will say that we don't need to do this stuff. We 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 like we know what we're doing. We're on top of this. We're not sweating anything. And we talked last week, but eventually you have to see that team. Do you think you saw that team in the second half against South Carolina, or do you think they just did what they should have done to South against South Carolina in the first place? I think I saw the bones of that team. Um, I had a conversation, a chat conversation, or text conversation with Graham from um, Dog Stats. Uh, yesterday, because I'd gone back, I'd rewatched the first half of the game before we went, before you and I uh, did our, our thing on Sunday, because I just wanted to see what was it, what was it I wasn't seeing in person. It was just like, what was it? Well, it was pretty, there were a couple of things pretty clear I talked about. Uh, the first is um, it felt like uh, South Carolina was getting some interesting looks in putting the offensive line in a situation where they were not protecting back probably as much as he need to be protected, especially early. The second is, um, and this is as important, uh, Beck was really, really quick to make take his first read, especially if it was open or semi-open, mm-hmm. or if it was to Bowers. For example, that little trickery, a trickery flea flicker play where he had hit kind of Bowers had to like twist and turn around back inside. He throws that ball on his inside shoulder, outside shoulder, which is inside shoulder. In other words, in other words, not to the sideline, mm-hmm. to the left side. He catches the ball over his shoulder and runs it for a touchdown. Second off, Rosemary Jack Saint was alone. <laughs> he was. Alone. I mean, I don't mean like he was probably covered. No. They, yeah. they, they, he would have had to significantly underthrow him for the guy. He could have called a fair catch. He could have. Yeah, he was that alone. <laughs> Which tells me a couple of things. First off, whatever play calls are being whatever play calls are happening are working and getting guys open. Um 
the second thing it, t- it tells me is like, and we saw this in the second half because we watched that game. Um, whatever the play calls were having in the second half took a lot of the underneath stuff out. And that was something that I was like, what am I seeing different? What am I seeing different? Oh, we're not running drag routes. We're, Delp is not dragging across at five yards. He's not running an outlet over to, you know, the, the running back to chip and then go over in the flats. Every route was five to 10 yards deep at least. And then, bust, you know, bam, we hit a 32-yard pass play to Lubbock. Bam, we hit another 35-yard pass play. And, I mean, we went from – I mean, look, Beck, I, I personally think, my personal thing is, is I think they have, I, I think they have coached the, um, coached the, I can make every throw out of Beck. They've coached the Stetson out of Beck. Which is, which is, which is good and bad. Yeah. Right. right. It's good and bad. Right. Because that is, I think if you would have asked uh, Munkin and Kirby and Mike Bobo, that's the per, that's the ideal, right? You want Stetson to be Stetson without like, hey, I can do this. I got this. Um, you know, and frankly, Stetson played frantically his first couple of drives almost every game. Um, but Beck, Beck plays almost too tentative. Um, the other thing is, is like you almost always trusted Stetson to freelance and make things happen, and Beck is not that guy. Right. Beck is a he is a five seven or coming out of shotgun two step. Start finding my guys, figuring out, you know, which I think is why Kirby loves him. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> look off, look off, look off coverage, look off safeties. Uh, that's another thing he's not doing quite as well as he probably could have. He is not using his eyes and his body position to look off safeties uh, to create open spaces because there was a lot of times in the first half, it was like, it feels like everybody's, it feels like a lot of people are covered in a way that it shouldn't be. And I realized, well, well, Beck's key and all guys. I mean, he's, he's, he's looking at his first read. If it's there, he's going there, right? Um, and the, the last thing, and I think it is, and this is just me, I felt like whatever we did blocking-wise in the second half worked. Is it because Georgia's more athletic and more physically fit and has more depth in South Carolina? Possibly. I can live in that world because we're probably going to be that way against almost every team we face, certainly every team we face until Mississippi. and, and No, we're deeper in Mississippi. Uh, Tennessee, maybe? Maybe we're deeper than them. Uh, maybe the SEC championship game. But whatever we were doing the second half, offensively, uh, we were also mirroring defensively because we made Spencer Rattler look bad. I mean, we went from we went from a guy who had, you know, I guess two touchdown passes and you know hundred and what do you have in the first half? One hundred and seventy five yards or something. Looked something awesome. dumb. Looked really good, right? He he completed all but four or three three or four of his passes to a guy that finished under fifty percent or right at fifty percent with just over three hundred yards, right? So we uh, whatever we did defensively really really worked in the second half. And then special teams. Um, can't kick the ball out of bounds, guy. There's a reason why, if you sit in my section, you hear me yell this. Yeah. When the ball goes in the end zone on a Georgia kickoff, when, it's a, when they fair catch a kickoff or it's a touchback, you hear me yell my favorite play. Why? Well, I, I'm, of the, I'm of the opinion that if you can figure out, if they have to start at the 25-yard line every time, you can plan around that. Yeah. You plan First do no harm. First do no harm. Right, yeah. a kickoff. First do no right, harm. Right. Um, kicking the ball out of bounds and getting it done. Um, and um, I don't know whether this will make Kirby a little more ambitious on fourth downs, especially inside the red zone. Uh, but if we can't stop giving away points there. Just can't. I, 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 and this is not about Peyton Woodring. It's not about Peyton Woodring. We should be against, especially of, of the, some of the teams where we are, especially this week, we should be getting touchdowns. Not settling for field goals. No, I understand. You put the points on the board if, if they're there. Are they there right now? I and that's the, great to ask your question. When it comes to Woodring, it, I mean, Will and I saw both of his misses because we sit in the, the end zone. He just didn't draw it. Yeah. And it was, it was nope. great straight on, but yeah. he just didn't have that draw, which I'd almost rather see that than him like shanking it, shanking yep. it left yeah. or right. You can yeah. work on that. Yeah. yeah. You can and, work and, the, and the one he missed in the first, the first, the first one he missed in the first game was the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. He, he just, he, he's got to get his alignment right. But yeah. at some point with everybody that does something repetitive that in a sure. high, high level, it does become a self-fulfilling process. Yeah, either you fix it or you definitely do not fix or it. Or can't. It yeah. Right. Right. And I, I think that's right. I think that Ron say never came back. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. I mean, this, that's the thing is you have to. You know, and again, this is the thing you talk about the schedule. This is the nice thing about this is that you've got time to work it out. And frankly, I'm not the famous last words. I'm not sweating Auburn a ton. Like not I terribly, think, no. like, but certainly you just got to start looking sharper. And they look. I thought the offense looked sharp in the second half, and maybe they'll just do it when they have to. 
But like, why? All teams like, have personalities, and maybe this yeah. was maybe this team's personality is, and this is not going to be great for my heart health. Maybe this personality, this team's personality is, is like, hey, we just need that extra motivation, right? And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that. That is, sounds yeah. like something Kirby will love. Oh, that is <laughs> definitely something that will encourage him to use some of his three dollar words at practice. I, um, but then again, when they did take the lead, seventeen to fourteen. It kind of, in hindsight, it's easy to say. It kind of felt like it was over then. Yeah. Which it wasn't, by the way. I know. It wasn't. But it kind of felt <laughs> yeah. that way. Oh, I felt like it was over when it went, went to 13 to 10. Yeah. I thought it was over then. 13 to 10? 14 I mean, 10. 14, 14 10. Yeah. And, and the reason is, it's like, oh, mm-hmm. oh. Yeah, South Carolina is going to have to make some sort of adjustment in every adjustment. I mean, literally, every lever they pulled, Georgia had an answer for defensively. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um. But I don't know. I, 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 uh, I, this, this feels like the last time you can screw around. Like, I just would like them to stop screwing around. I don't, it doesn't seem like you're really good. Play like you're really good. Yeah. yeah would it be not? I would love, man, I would love for this game to be people stick around until uh, the fourth quarter just for the light show. Yeah. And is like, I can leave after, I can wait until five minutes left in the game and leave yeah. and drive straight home. Yeah. Guarantee you. Even if it's a 30-point halftime lead, that People stadium is not going to empty no, it's, out no, until no, the fourth no, quarter, which is, which is kind of awesome. Which I'm here for. I'm yeah. here for. It didn't empty out till, uh, that after it for UT Martin. Yeah. I know. I know. I'm here for that. So i got a question for you all. Have you ever had to make a personal injury claim or had difficulty dealing with any kind of insurance company? Well, I mean, any time you deal with an insurance company, is difficult, right? It's like, you know, um, Laura Bavera, Beetlejuice. But <laughs> well, hopefully, oh, that was hard, hard. Dang, I had the metaphor. Hopefully, you'll never have to talk to an injury attorney. But if you do, mm. you know, I I'd know like I to talk ask. to him as friends. But like, I'd rather not right. talk to him. Good point. Good point. But how do you choose one? So, really, most people would say they want someone with experience that they can trust. The attorneys at the Strickland firm have been trusted for decades by their clients with serious injury and wrongful death cases, and. Here's one final caveat. The Strickland Firm proudly sponsors the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast because they are longtime listeners. You won't see the Strickland Firm advertising elsewhere because, guess what? They don't need to. Almost all of their clients are referred from other attorneys. That's because other lawyers trust the Strickland Firm and Ryan Strickland to get the best possible results. Ryan Strickland is an AV rated by Martindale Hubble, which means that other attorneys and judges say he is preeminent among injury lawyers. I have to say, I, that was incredible. It was right off the top of his head. Yeah, yeah he handled that really well. Yeah. That was incredible. That, 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 first of all, that, that is all true, and that, that you're a lawyer, you know this law stuff better than I do. Uh, just a little. Uh, but um, uh, that I mean, sounds, maybe that, just a little. That, that sounds all right to me, um, but it's worth noting that, uh, you know, that, uh, um, that did come off the top of your head. Yeah. And it also has a, sounds a little bit like we've been screwing around during the ad a little bit too much. And we need to get like a little bit focused on what was, what's actually going on here. Well, so if, you did wanna, if you did want to reach I apologize. out to him, yeah, How do you catch Ryan? All you have to do is dial 770-420-9900. What's the name of the rating service? That, that, that the judge's rating service? Martindale that? Hubble. Martindale Hubble. Yes. Not a, not a, not not a space a, not telescope. A telescope. Okay. Martindale Hubble sounds like a... It sounds like, like a game show sounds host Sounds like a couple a of telescope. people that were on SCTV. Yeah. Like Martindale and Hubble. Yeah, so. Wasn't it Wink Martindale? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it does. Yeah, I mean, yeah he's, the, he's the one in, in Roger and Me who tells the joke about... Uh, about how uh, tic tac doe yeah they're yeah. aristocrats no, that's no he's a the one that Roger and me that tells the joke where he says uh, my back's real stiff because I was out mowing the lawn the other day and, uh, and, I, and my back's real stiff because of it and then the next day he said, said uh, my wife told me to go uh, uh, go mow the lawn without my pants on <laughs> that's Wink Martindale's joke and Roger and me it's just fun to watch Wink Martindale make that joke yeah huh? I like that I like yeah. that so. good uh, movie yeah thestricklandfirm.com 770-420-9900 thank you Ryan I've known Ryan since uh, his first year of law school. He's a good dude. Reach out to him if you uh, if you need that kind of help. Yeah, and I, I think uh, Scott could have a, maybe a, a future in writing uh, ad copy ad for copy. A law. ad copy. Yeah, it's like you could be. We could do I, Mad I Men up I in here. I can't take that much credit for it. Drink. We can drink what are you talking about? I mean, I'm, you I'm, just said it off the top of your head. That's what I'm talking. That's what I, I'm saying. I'm, I'm good at sounding like I'm talking when I'm reading. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Ryan reached out to me today. And said, stop screwing around during the ad read. <laughs> no. no. Tony and Will. He did, he did not. He I said, would not blame him if he had. He said, I just wanted to tell you guys you're doing a great job on the ad reads. So, All right. yeah. All right. So I was like, thanks, man. All thanks, right. Ryan. All right. Thank you. We're um, professionals. 
Mm-hmm. So I know I said I didn't get anything together and I didn't much. I mean, I did this like on Monday when I was just screwing around, when I had time to screw around. I didn't have Certainly time. Certainly not to today. Tuesday was a non-screw around didn't day. didn't have time to screw around today. It's been a day. Um, so active win streaks. It's been uh, noted that Georgia now has a 20-game active win streak. We go over this every now and then. Who has the second active win streak at 12 in a row? 12 in a row. So it's not a, it's not a Power 5 school. And it's not in the Eastern, Central, or Mountain time zone either. Fresno State. That's correct. The Bulldogs. Mighty Bulldogs. Bulldogs. Good, uh, good year to be a Bulldog unless you're mm-hmm. Mississippi State Bulldog. Ten in a row. Has a Heisman frontrunner quarterback. And transfer from Indiana. Oh, Washington. 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 Speaking the, of dogs. Uh, the, I think that the... Yeah, that's a, dogs. From across the board, uh, from all accounts, if you don't count last year's numbers, Washington has been the best team. Yeah, SP Plus. This year. Mm-hmm. And uh, by the way, one of us said Washington mm-hmm. would be in the playoffs. I'm that someone. Yeah. Well, other people said it, but yeah. So nine in a row. Don't uh, check my other picks. <laughs> we have our friends down in Tallahassee. Nine in a row. FAMU? No. <laughs> Florida State. They are in Tallahassee, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Florida State. And then eight in a row is tied. Uh, you got little Jimmy Franklin uh, coaching them up <laughs> up there at Penn State. And then also, I'm proud of this, the Air Force. My dad was in the Air Force. Yeah. Yeah. I love Air Force. My father was, uh, we've talked about this, my yeah. father was also in the Air Force. Yeah, I caught them uh, last week. Oh, he was too. Sorry. It was really cool to see. They were playing last week and you, they get some crowd shots. And everybody's like in a beanie and a hoodie and yeah. you know football weather already and you know, mid-September. And then seven in a row, pouring out for Sam Pittman. BYU. BYU. <laughs> I, I understand like I understand BYU. I, we all like Sam Pittman, but uh, I don't know, man. Losing at home. An SEC team. Look, not, uh, not particularly close. Either. BYU is low-key. Um, BYU is low-key tough team to play. They are... Um, they have a very similar mentality to Arkansas, but, you know, with... Uh, you know, guys that are four years older with kids. So, um, yeah. just they're just, just they have a lot of, of dad strength. <laughs> oh, yeah, a lot of dad strength up in there. So, Michigan uh, is sitting at 992 all time wins. If they run the table, they will get win 1000 versus Maryland on November 18th, the week before the Ohio State matchup. It's just an interesting thing. They'll thing. get then. I don't know if they get it in Ohio yeah. State. So. Uh, Georgia is ninth with 871. Remember last year we were trying to catch Tennessee. We have surpassed Tennessee by two spots thanks to their loss against Florida last week. 871, uh, we're one spot ahead of USC at 870. And Tennessee-Knoxville, sorry. I, it's I, fine. I, I misspoke. Uh, Tennessee, you know what I did last week? It's a week? new and weird time for all I wonder of us. If, I, wonder if, I, know, I wonder if any of our listeners notices. I had messed up saying just Tennessee without Tennessee-Knoxville three times last week and then Tony and so I grabbed my iPhone and I just said Knoxville and then I dumped off I dumped it into the uh, podcast well, I, I did really? not notice that yeah no, I did not notice I that I did so, good job yeah but I, but I did it almost sounding like it was obvious yeah anyway to be like almost oh, yeah. a bad bad dub job yeah. correct okay correct I guess I'm just really good yeah. Georgia is also sitting 10th place for all time weeks at the AP number one with 41 weeks currently tied with Florida not for okay. long you don't think so? Okay. I, mean, I, think, I think we'll pass Florida. Oh, I thought you meant like we're going to get jumped. Oh, no, 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 no. I, no. I think I, 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 I mean, the 42nd week. Not by Florida. That's right. That's right. So, uh, yeah, that's all I got on that. Uh, Doesn't UT Knoxville play UT Saw this week? Oh, maybe they do. Yeah. I don't know who they UT play. What? Texas San Antonio. They play UT Saw. They do? <laughs> UT Saw. <laughs> that game was a lot more interesting yeah. to me a couple weeks yeah. ago. Yeah. But uh, what are we going to do? You are we doing the Passionado college football pick now? We we're already, we're going fast. First, first thing we're going to do is we're going to go over the standings. Mm-hmm. Let's not. In the season. Let's act like we don't know the standings. Or I, hope, I, hope, I hope the are not, listeners are not disappointed that we're going a little faster this week. It's UAB. You'll get, you know, we go, we go big and deep. We'll go, we'll go at least. We go bigger, longer, and uncut. You know, here's for, the other uh, thing, listeners. Um, like Lauren Bebert. I've got to give. <laughs> I, 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 I've got to give another shout-out. That out. woman is in Congress! What, Congresswomen can't get freaking Beetlejuice with a Democrat? With a, with a, with a host of a drag queen. Drag yeah, yeah she, was, she was pulling up like an Adam Venturi kick. Yeah. <laughs> um, where was I? People lasted this long, they deserve a little humor. Yeah. 
Uh, I got a I got a lot of um, accolades uh, last week from a few people I ran in at different tailgates about the coaches and restaurants. Yeah, question. that was so that was thank, that was a hit. That's also really one of the reasons we went an hour and forty five minutes yeah, last week. I want to thank Timothy Watts for that really awesome question. Uh, he's he sent three more, but we don't have time this week, Timothy. But uh, we'll probably reach in there. So I want to encourage if if any of y'all have these out of the box questions that you think that. Uh, that we obviously wouldn't come up with on our own. Uh, we would be happy to uh, at least peruse them and decide if we want to use them on our podcast. So see, please send them to WSLSpodcast at gmail.com. Or if you have a comment or want to complain, uh, that's fine too. Uh, you, can, you can send it to WSLSpodcast at gmail.com. As far as the standings on the Passion Autos uh, Pick'em Contest... Uh, first place is the same one that it has been is Z O K I C A Okika. We got a NorCal Dog in second place. Tiff Willies in fifth place. Go Tiffany. Uh, Michigan Dog in eighth place. Nola Dog fighting it out in ninth place. Bernie Dog in ninth place as well. St. Louis Cards Dog or Dogs Card in ninth place. We've heard of P44 Haynes in the past. He or she is up there. Um, then fifth, hey. okay, fifteenth place is uh, myself. It's the highest Scott. I've ever been. Very proud of you, mm-hmm. Scott. I am only seventeen points out of first place. Um, I do not feel like I'm going to three peat. I do not feel like I'm going to three peat. You don't? No, I'm way down. I had a very, very, very bad, no good week. Calling out some others. Uh, between her hedges is twentieth uh, place. <laughs> uh, one behind me. <laughs> Pig from Tony Smoker, twenty ninth place. <laughs> Um, what is Brittany doing with her life? 56th place. Love the callback. Uh, Tony, what are you? I can't seem to find. I you. am down somewhere on the second page. Okay. Uh, uh, Will, do you know where you are? Not high, but as uh, long as I'm higher than my son. William Leach, the goat is 134th. Oh, place. I'm above that guy. Okay. Where am I? Let me look myself up. Hang on. I want to say I'm in the in the lower 60s. Some of these... Um, 69th, maybe. I am 67th. Nice. Yeah, it's a 6-6 it's a, a six and six week for me. I, I, didn't, I just took a couple swings in the wrong direction, and that's not how it went well for me. So some of these... Um, really, if you, want a, if you want a good laugh, people are really getting creative. Clever names. Um, and 180th place is Human Victory Cigar. <laughs> um, our friend uh, Andy... Uh, sent me that on direct message. I, I forgot to mention it uh, a week ago, but Andy also sent something um, today. I definitely wanted to make sure I didn't forget this. I know podcast is an auditory medium, so you're just going to have to trust me on this, but he sent this picture. Aww. That's Andy. Aww, look at and this. that's little Marlo. Marlo, he, he says, say hello to the youngest WSLS podcast listener born on game day at 8.13 a.m. Oh and still watch the entire game, of Good. course. Love it. Congrats, Andy. So that's awesome, man. Andy and Marlo. Beautiful, Absolutely. beautiful little girl. Congratulations. That's so cool. Thanks for sending that. That's, that's awesome. awesome. That's awesome. And um, before we get into the, the picks part, it is the Passion Auto Pick'em Contest. And I've got a personal story. A friend of mine today uh, was just, I was talking to him on the phone. And he was a mutual friend, Will, Brian. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was asking me what sponsors we had, and I said we have uh, the Strickland Firm, mm-hmm. and then for the picks contest we have Passion Autos. And he said, "Oh, what's that?" He had asked me that, and then I said, "Oh, it's I'm losing my train of thought." Robbie and Scott here in Watkinsville, and they specialize in finding cars for teen drivers between the range of about seven thousand and thirty thousand. Within seconds of me finishing, he was like, "Oh, I need them." <laughs> no lie, it's a great said, idea. I need them. He sent me a text message, Brian did, uh, explaining what he needed. I sent that to Robbie, sent contacts to both Robbie and Brian, and I'm sure they've already spoken. I called Robbie. He was great. Picked up the phone within two rings. He was like, how can I help you? And I was like, Robbie, I got a buddy that needs your help. He was like, send him my number. We have a lot of buddies that need their help. (laughs) In different ways. Yeah. But I mean, in this specific way too. Yes, in this specific way. I mean, yeah. it's, it's again like there. I've yet to find a person that doesn't think this is a great idea. <laughs> like it's spectacular. It's specifically our demographic. Like we are in the demographic strike zone for that right mm-hmm. now. Agreed. I, I, I don't. Uh, you know, I don't know if William is passing around all of his friends in Clark Middle. But <laughs> all right. So we'll get into the picks. Uh, these 
I have not changed the order. Usually I change the order uh, to my least favorite matchup to the most favorite. And that's why I usually put Georgia Southern first. Um, but these are in no particular order here. So first off the boards is Colorado at Oregon. Oregon is a 21 and a hook favorite. This is, uh, I guess, the second time Colorado has been an underdog. They're without uh, Travis Hunter. Um, but it didn't seem to make a difference in the game versus Colorado State because while Colorado State was losing good. their collective minds <laughs> and uh, committing 175 yards yeah. worth of penalties, uh, that, that tight end was really good. Um, and uh, Sanders, both defensive Sanders and offensive Sanders, <laughs> were uh, making plays all over the place. I still don't think going to Oregon and what they got cooking up there and Dan Lanning that I don't even think it's going to be close. I think Oregon wins probably by 15 points when, when no cover. Everyone make sure to check out my New York magazine. This piece is my Deion Sanders heater piece. Uh, it's not Deion Sanders who I like Deion Sanders. I'm, I have no problem with Deion Sanders, but uh, uh, I find it telling that the hottest story in college football is the thing that gets the hottest TV ratings because that's all that college football cares about anymore. Um, so they're going to get destroyed in this game. <laughs> they're going to get absolutely the floor wiped with him. Uh, I'm not a uh, uh, I'm not a gambling person, but I would take. Uh, they're going to lose by more than twenty one and a half. Yeah, give me Oregon. All right, moving on to an SEC matchup, we have. Mississippi State heading over to Columbia, South Carolina. Um, South Carolina is favored by six and a half. They both, well, they they both took a loss last week, but South Carolina sitting at one and two, and the Bulldogs are two and one. I've got the Bulldogs from Starkville burying South Carolina to go to one and three. I think I'm going to take South Carolina. Not so much because how good they were against Georgia. Mississippi State, because they basically have just like they're running a non-Mike Leach offense with Mike Leach players, and it's not working at all. And so I don't think South Carolina has to do a lot to be able to win this game. I'm taking South Carolina. Yeah, Mississippi State's opening uh, night win is looking more and more specious. Um, It'd be Arizona, too. Yeah, Arizona, right. Uh, that, But first off, Arizona turned the ball over five times to them and second off yeah they arizona's just like struggle struggle bus give me as much as it pains me give me south carolina all right then um over in como with the thicker kicker who kicked a 61 he should be the heisman he should win the heisman he's the same guy that missed the kick against auburn i think last never happened yeah um so memphis travels over to columbia nope they're not in columbia they are at the St. Edward Louis? Jones yeah. Dome in St. Louis, former home oh. of St. Louis Rams. They're playing at the Edward Jones Dome. Is it, does that ever get used? It gets used to... for concerts, and my cousin, who's a motocross racer, regularly does races there. So it's... when was the last time a football game was played there? They had one last year. They, 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 you have smaller schools. Missouri's now going to start playing there uh, one, one a year. Okay. But uh, it is strange because it's, it's strange that they're still having stuff there because, first off, it's massive. It's in downtown yeah. St. Louis. And, but it doesn't feel like anything because it, it's so closed off. It's an ugly dome. Mm-hmm. They, you can't tell anything is actually happening there even when there's something going on in there. So, yeah, it's, uh, and it's weird because also the Rams left because they said that stadium wasn't good enough to then play. But now they're regularly having games there. So. Yeah. Like the Rolling Stones played there. I mean, like they, they, they still do stuff. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's a, played it's a Georgia Dome-style stadium, mm-hmm. but they've done nothing to incorporate it into the skyline. That's exactly right. So. And I would think that if I were a student at Missouri after that awesome game day atmosphere, and then they'll be like, oh, we got to go to St. Louis. It's only three hours. I know, but you, yeah. you it's, not, it's, not, it's two hours. Two, two hours. hours. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I got Missouri. Yeah. I, I, have, I have Missouri. I, I am interested. I am on board for Missouri being good. Yeah. I'd like to see Missouri be good. Missouri so. being fine. That Let's makes everything panic. more interesting. Yeah. But Missouri. Then we'll head back out to the Pac-2, and the Pac-2 are playing this weekend. Love it. Oh, Oregon yes. State, both of them ranked. The neglected ball. Love yeah. it. DJ Uagale um, facing off against, uh, they're in Pullman. So uh, Oregon State's favored by two and a half. Oregon and, State's uh, won the Palouse. Okay. I, I, think that, uh, I think that I'll go with the Beavers. Yeah. Um, thanks, I just had it stuffed. Um, I, uh, I'm taking Oregon State as well. Yeah, I, I, it's it's interesting. It's gonna be interesting to see how the pack two thing plays out. Um, I do love very much that uh, Oregon Oregon State and Washington like. Well, we're the only voting members of the Pac twelve. We don't dissolve it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love it. I, I, I yes, sign me up. Um, yeah, to give me the beef. 
So you can tell that I didn't have enough time to prepare because this would have been my first game and it slipped by me. Georgia Southern is at Ball State. I'll pick the Eagles, even though I don't like picking the Eagles. I put this game on here just for you. Yeah, thanks. I'm taking Georgia Southern as well. Georgia Southern. Then we've got uh, another... Well, let me think. This is Pac-12 versus Big 12. Am I correct? I might be wrong. It's hard to keep these No, no, Big 10 versus Big 12. UCLA goes to Utah. Is that right? Well, still Pac-12. UCLA against all Pac-12. I know, but next year is Big 10 against Big 12. Big 10, Big 12, 12, yeah. Okay, yeah. And that game's at Utah? It is at Utah. Utah's favored by four and a half. And I I haven't watched UCLA this year, but I've watched Utah, and I'm going to go with Utah. There be any word on who the quarterback is for Utah? Again? I don't know if Cam Rodson's no, starting nobody yet. Nobody has any idea. I, I keep waiting for Chip Kelly to have a full-on UCLA big up moment game. I think it's this one. I'm taking UCLA. Yeah, man, I'm going to be in Salt Lake next week, so I'll be able to um, to check this out. But I just don't know where you can get a lemongrass smoothie in in Salt Lake. <laughs> you can get all the donuts and candy you want, but do they still water down the do they water down the alcohol in Salt Lake? Don't they? It's like three fifths beer or something. What makes you think I know? Um, yes, they do. Yeah. Um, yeah, they. Yeah, you have to be a member of a private club. Um, really, they, they, people wave at each other in the store now, but. Uh, the liquor store. Uh, give Minnesota me the, used to have like watered down beer. Yeah, it's so case. weird, like 2.3. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. yeah, it's it's like... You remember in South Carolina, you could only buy airplane bottles? Yeah. Do they too. still do yeah, that? I don't know. I don't go to South Carolina. That's right. Uh, let's go to the SEC. We've got 3-0 Kentucky playing an 11 a.m. kick at Vanderbilt. Kentucky's favored by 14 and a half. Uh, Cats have looked pretty good. They might be undefeated by the time they come here in a couple weeks. It could be a potential game day if they're not in Boulder. Uh, I got the Cats. (laughs) Um, For the record, if if Colorado wins its next two games, they should be in Boulder. Uh, But they're not saying that. I'm going to take Kentucky. Though this... I'm taking Kentucky, but I bet this, this this feels like a little bit of a trap game. This feels trappy. So I'm, I'm going to take Kentucky. Give me C-A-T-S, cats, cats, cats. Okay. Then we've got Mississippi at Alabama. Sorry this is so early, but that's the way it was in order. Um, well, we know who will start at quarterback for Alabama after that experiment down mm-hmm. in Tampa last week that went horribly wrong. Um, I was kind of excited to see that Alabama might end up losing. It was a lot closer than the final score looked. Yeah. Um, Buckner was not good, and neither was the guy, I think, Simpson Tyler behind Simpson, him. Ty Simpson, yeah. They were pretty bad. So Jalen Milrow will be back, and Alabama's favored by 7.5. I want to pick Mississippi, but I just think Saban's probably just – Excited that he gets to actually try to coach up a team instead of feeling like he's got a, you know, a Jameson Williams and a Mac Jones throwing it to him and a Jalen Waddle. He's probably more challenged this year, like how he would want to be in his uh, latter years. And um, I think, I think Bama wins. Uh, yeah, they'll cover. I think they cover. Mississippi has looked good. Yeah. Um, I am not. If this were in Oxford, mm-hmm. if this were in Oxford, and I know Texas just won at Alabama, and Texas might not actually be that great. They didn't look that good last week anyway. Could be just fine. I think everybody could just be just it's fine. That's fine. fine. Um, I'm going to take Alabama, but seven and a half seems high, if I'm being honest. Yeah, so and it's interesting. That line is closed. It's right down 11 plus, and it's, it's closed. To, there's a lot of... A lot of public money going to Mississippi. Um, to me, this is the kind of game that I think we'll know what the rest of Alabama's season looks like after this game. Yeah. If it's seventeen, if Alabama wins seventeen to whatever, and it, they don't pull away until late, because remember that game last week was ten three until late. Yeah. Um, Alabama's probably losing another game or maybe two. If they come out here and engage in a shootout and beat Mississippi, that's possible. If they go out there and just pour it on Mississippi, um, or, or you know, I think that that tells me a little bit about what Alabama will do the rest of the season. And of course, if they lose big, um, we could be we could, really could be the end of the saving era. I'm not ready to call it, but it could be the end. If 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 Kiffin rolls if on the balls, rolls yeah. In, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, my yeah. God. You think it could be like a Grayson Lambert, Steve Spurrier, where he walks. No, it, he won't do that. I don't think he'll do that. Yeah, 
That, no, no, that's not that's not how he he is not a quitter. And unlike <laughs> Steve Spurrier, what, what do you think about Kiffin like saying, "Oh yeah, they, he won't." Uh, Saban won't tell you, but they switched to defensive coordinators. And someone, one guy's calling all the people. Oh, I think it's some sort of. It's ideas. pretty awesome, though. Yeah. Like, it's just awesome that he, like, that's why Kiffin, because that's not he really. He said the quiet part out loud. Yeah, it's not like really disrespectful. That's what I like about Kiffin. Like, it's not like, it's not like that Dorcas Colorado State coach. Like, it's just like, it's, I don't know, it's, it's a head game, but it doesn't feel like a dick move or anything. Yeah. I feel like that. Well, speaking of dick moves, Kiffin's got his own, but that's a whole different, yeah. that's a whole different conversation. That's a, I thought that was a, that's a different, that's a different, it's all for yeah. All right, then we've got uh, the pit boss going down to Baton Rouge. Baton Rouge. Um, I mean, I, I just think Arkansas is going to end up having KJ Jefferson and nothing else, and probably roll to six and six this year. I think LSU beats them pretty bad. What happens if Arkansas falls apart this year? Like, like if you lose at home to BYU, four and eight's on the table. Yeah, I, I think Pittman's got some room there. I don't, I don't think he's in trouble, but like this. I'm just saying the coaching, the the Kirby coaching tree, other than Oregon right now, is a little wobbly. Uh, we'll see how that goes this weekend. So I'm, but that's I'm why I pick South Carolina. I'm, ta- I am picking, I'm picking LSU. Yeah, LSU. Then we've got Florida State heading up to Clemson. Uh, one and a half point favorite for Florida State. They looked bad up in uh, Chestnut Hill last week. I did like their uniforms. I liked how they uh, uh, for, foregoed the gold helmet so that they could be seen because Boston College has the gold helmet. I thought it was a pretty good uh, uniform matchup. But I think uh, the Seminoles are pretty much one of the... I'll go ahead and pencil them into the college football playoff if they keep playing the way they do. I think they beat Clemson because Clemson ain't that anymore. We're all going to feel pretty dumb about putting Florida State in there if Clemson wins this game, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And because uh, I think after they won that first game, I was like, "Oh, Florida State's in now. This is going to mm-hmm. challenge them." This is at Clemson. I mean, really, it's like we talk about the end of the Saban era. Like, if Clemson starts two and two, um, mm. yeah, mm. Uh, I'm going to take Florida State. I'm going to take Florida State, but with less confidence than I would have thought a week ago. Yeah, I think that's right. I, 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 I'm going to pick Florida State, but not like it a bit. The thing that Florida State, the Florida State has going for it, it's a noon kick. If it were a night game, Clemson might have a little bit more for them. But you always want to be. That's why I was hoping Georgia would be a noon kick at Auburn. Yeah, you always want that noon kick. So they got the optimal time slot, and yeah, I think they. Uh, I think that helps them put them over the edge. I mean, Charleston Southern snuck up on Clemson the noon kick, right? Then we've got two more left. We've got uh, Ohio State visiting Notre Dame. Game of the week of the month. Uh, I think Notre Dame has not beat Ohio State since like 1936. They've only played like seven times. Has it been that long? They 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 won the first two matchups all time, and they've lost the next five. Wow. Okay. So in South Bend. Yep. I'm gonna. What time's this kickoff? Night game. Yeah. Night game. People are gonna thirty. Notre Dame fans are gonna miss blue bloods. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I like. Um, Gosh, you just left me. The Wake Forest transfer quarterback. Sam Hartman. Sam Hartman. I like him a lot. I He's think handsome. He is handsome. He's got a great beard. I wish I could grow a beard like him. And uh, I believe, I think Notre Dame's, I think Notre Dame's going to knock off Ohio State. They've looked a little wobbly, especially against Indiana. They haven't really blown, uh, they, they blew doors last week. Uh, they, I think they scored 63. But, yeah, I think, I think the Irish gets them. I am taking Ohio State, uh, though. Still, that does Low not, confidence does pick. Not, uh, no, I, I, think, I think I like Ohio State in this game. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean Notre Dame's not going to make the playoff, by the way. <laughs> so yeah. they can still make the playoff if they lose this game. Agreed. I think I'm going to take Ohio State as well. I think Ohio State has just a little more um, – they have a little more bona fides as far as uh, skill position talent. Although I am impressed with what Freeman has done this year uh, after how wobbly they looked last year. And then finally, we have uh, Auburn, the team that Georgia faces next week, heading to Texas A&M. Auburn has the noon kick, 11 a.m. at Kyle Field. I think uh, Auburn continues its winning ways. I think Texas A&M, even though they're favored by nine and a half, half, I think Auburn is better than we think. Texas A&M wins this game, loses this game. Look out, by the way. If they lose at home against... Auburn in his first year. Yeah. Look out. Yeah. Uh, I'm taking Texas A&M, but for entertainment factor, not because I'm rooting for Auburn, but if Auburn wins, uh, things are going to get real hairy. Um, yeah, I think I think there's still a world where Bobby Petrino and um, Jimbo Fisher come to blows on the field after the game. Um, 
or during the game for that matter. Uh, hopefully, it's not in the locker room so we get to see it all. Mm. I just don't think that's, that's this game. I think A&M wins. And then we've got UAB visiting Georgia. Like we established this uh, game, the first time they ever played was close. I think I was on the sidelines for that game back in 03. And it was what you said, 16, 16 13. 13 yeah. 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 I do remember that. I was on the sidelines. Uh, I was with Bill Hartman, a former WSB yeah. broadcaster. Uh, I have some photos. I was trying to pull them up earlier. Not that you can see it on the podcast, but, uh, but I had some. I think this is going to be a get-right game for the dogs. I was encouraged by the blitzkrieg that we saw in the second half last week. It, like like we established, it felt like Georgia had it in hand. And I, I agree, Tony, even when they were still four points behind the way they were going. I want to see more cohesive offensive line play. I'd really like to see uh, Edwards tote the rock a little more. I know that he was on kind of a pitch count last week coming off his uh, knee. Uh, but I'm fine with Dylan Bell. He's really impressed me. He's like the Swiss Army knife of Georgia football. He can play receiver, and he looks really good running the ball. Uh, give give Beck a little bit more time back there to make some progressions because he's having to get that ball out quick. Uh, and then any time that I can go to the stadium and see Malachi Starks roaming around the secondary, I think he's uh, kind of special, almost like how Sean Jones was. Or he's not a thumper like Thomas Davis, but he kind of he definitely is a. Making a name for himself back there, so I think I think Georgia wins this game pretty easily. We might not be as excited about the final score, but I will take forty-one to seven. I think this is going to feel like the Ball State game. Sounds about right. Um, I actually think it may be in reverse. I can see them flooring it quick, just to just to just to. Just so people just, don't boo. Just to be sick of it. Just to be done with it. Right. And then everyone just kind of relaxes the rest of the way. This sounds about right. I would say, I'm going to say Georgia 41. Um, who are they playing again? UAB 7. i got to be honest. I don't have any idea. Right. Uh, I have, into each game, I have thought, okay, Georgia's got this thing. This is the thing that's going to happen. And I've been wrong every time. So I, I'm just... I, I want to agree with y'all that I think Georgia's I, that I, that Georgia's going to stop screwing around and score on the first drive and not fiddle fart around or whatever it is that's happening in the first part of the game. I, so I, I I don't, but I don't have any confidence in that because I haven't seen that yet. Um, so give me um, give me a little lower scoring. Let's say thirty eight. I'll call a shutout thirty eight zero. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'd like, like a shutout. I'd yeah. like a shutout. That was uh, the first. And you know, I brought this up last time we played him, but the Jacks, my my seventeen year old, his first ever game yeah. was uh, the 06 game versus mm-hmm. UAB when country music star Sam Hunt was the quarterback. The quarterback, yeah. And uh, it was Matthew Stafford's first start, and I think they won thirty eight nothing. So UAB has been scoring points. Mm-hmm. They yeah. have been scoring points. I, th- I think that was Charlie's first game too. Now that I think probably about so it, yeah. they're the same age. <clears throat> yeah. So, I mean, yeah. So now that I've called that, you know, George is going to win 16, 13 <laughs> and um, we're yeah. all going to be so mad. <laughs> They'll be booing. Um, yeah. So you can count on that. If it's 16, 13. Yes. That's just, that's the thing that will happen. Yeah. Yeah. So do you mean to tell me that if Georgia loses 35 to nothing at home to UT Martin out of nowhere, and somebody boos. They're still going to be mad at that. That's. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying. It's a matter of uh, yeah perspective. Perspective. Uh, I'm still not going to boo even if that happens. Uh, otherwise, uh, so Scott, what else do you want to talk about? Well, I've got two things I'd like to mention. One, I meant to mention this last week and I forgot. But Oconee baseball. My son Walker plays mm-hmm. for Oconee baseball, and we. I'm on the, the dugout club. And we are hosting a golf tournament to help raise funds for the baseball team. It will be on October 13th. If you're in the Athens area and want to play golf, we're going to have some giveaways and some prizes. I got my neighbor Chris to sign a couple things for prizes for, you know, close to the pin, longest drive. But uh, you can go to OconeeBaseball.com. And uh, if you want to register a team or if you want to make a donation to Oconee Baseball, uh, that would be awesome oconeybaseball.com and um, one other thing I'm very excited about I will be going to the Georgia UAB game with my sons Jack and Walker and our friend Denny Denny is a coach at uh, CrossFit Oconee and this will be Denny's first 
Georgia game and first, I think, college football game. Oh, wow. Okay. And he, every time I go in there, he, he knows more about stats from the Braves to Atlanta United to college football to the Dallas Cowboys. We are excited. I, I can't tell you the feeling of excitement that I have of being able to show off the stadium and the intro sequence and running through the G and kind of looking over at him, yeah. taking it all in, and the fact that it's a night game. So I'm super excited. So if you see me, you'll see uh, my buddy with me. So make sure to say hello. Uh, we'll be stopping by a couple tailgates on Saturday. It's a good reminder of how awesome these games are yeah. when you get a chance to be like, oh, I should see this through the eyes of someone that's never right. seen it before. Yep. 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 I agree. It's so much fun to bring, especially first game. First game. So I, you know, I was able to do that last week uh, for some friends. Um, so my, my youngest daughter, Katie, her best friend's mother, and her her best friend, who is from Florida, but a huge Georgia fan, never been to a Georgia game. Wow. So they were able to come last week. What was her takeaway? Uh, I did not talk to them after the game, yeah. but I think she was just very happy to be there. Yeah. It was a good one. And I will not be at this game. I will be in the Good. Uh, hey, what the? <laughs> you and your boor. Uh, no, I will be uh, Alex and I are, or, Excuse me, Alexa, are going to, uh, to the Make-A-Wish Foundation uh, dinner in Atlanta. Uh, I'm really hoping... I, I don't know how the organization works. I'm hoping to bid on getting one of my wishes. Is that how it works? <laughs> yeah, I no. think so. That's no, that's, that's not how it works. And I don't think anybody's wish is for you to write an article for them. No, no, no. no I, I'm not up for bidding. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, thanks. That's probably, no, we'll be doing that uh, Saturday, so we will, this, the one game we'll be missing this year. But I'll be making up for it by seeing uh, both at Georgia Tech and my first cocktail party game this year, which I'm very excited. Can't wait. Looking forward to that now. Trip to Jacksonville, sign me up. Uh, speaking of which, last thing on that, anyone that's going going to be in St. Simons uh, this for that weekend, I will be doing a book event on Friday morning. St. Simons Literary Club. I'll get the title right eventually. Uh, there's, there's a casino in St. Simons. I didn't know that. No way. According to this, there's a really? casino it's, in St. Simons. Well, it's a, it's a boat. You have River to go boat. on a boat. Yeah. You have to go on a boat and goes out to sea. Oh. International yeah. waters. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I hope I'm, I didn't know I was doing a reading on a boat. Uh, maybe it's a casino locking, uh, like you, you, that's where you t- you dock. I don't know. They're putting you on a boat. Oh, that'd be fine. I'm on, I've, I, 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 are you I've going with T Pain? I've never done a reading on. You're a going boat. with Lonely Island, aren't you? Uh, but anyway, the point is that uh, uh, state. If, if you are in St. Simons Friday morning, day before the game, come on out. Be a good time. I'll send you more details. I can't imagine what some of the people are going to be doing Thursday night if they're going to be wanting to get on a boat. It's not going to be college students. Like college students aren't. Yeah. Like it's not, it's not like I'm not getting the actual experience that you guys all did in college. Like we're not doing that, but that's why I was able to get an Airbnb because I was able to prove that I'm not a college student. All right. uh, Get back to work, Scott. Uh, And otherwise uh, we'll uh, see you all next week. Until then, go dogs. Go dogs. And thanks so much for listening. Uh, Tony and Will will be back on Sunday with the post-game view of the Georgia University Alabama Birmingham Blazers game. And um, yeah, we'll be recording our episode for the Auburn preview later next week. If you got any questions, feel free to tweet us at WSLS Podcast or send us an email. Or send us an email at WSLSPodcast at gmail.com. Until then, we'll see you on campus once again this Saturday. And as always, go dogs. Nailed it. All right. Good show, guys. Good show. All right, get back to work. Yeah.